episode 76 of White Heat presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by our friends at Johnstone Supply and Troy. Also, our friends over at Mohawk Honda, where, yes, the weather continues to change, continues to get colder. If you're like me here in upstate New York, we got a few inches of snow. If you're in Buffalo, you got like seven feet of snow. But, hey, there is one constant. That wouldn't be Mother Nature. Mother Nature is never constant. The constant being the buying and selling experience over at Mohawk Honda. Top first class experiences every single time. We'll be greeted with a smile and treated with respect. The new vehicle inventory continues to ramp up as 2022 slowly winds down and reaches to 2023. The pilots, the passports, the ridge lines, the CRVs, the HRVs, all coming on the lot. But also, it's still the best time more than ever before, like it has been throughout the year, to sell your vehicle. As Mohawk Honda will buy cars, and in some cases, you may be able to sell it to them for more than you even paid for it when you first got your vehicle, which is just another advantage you get from the number one volume dealer in the capital region. Go over, talk to any of the numerous great sales consultants on the team, led by GM Greg Johnson. And they'll always be willing to help you out. Top-notch customer service in the buying and selling experience. And hey, don't forget, talk to our boy Scott Moynihan, who's back at Mohawk Honda, bringing 30-plus years of automotive experience with him. And yeah, like I mentioned, the weather keeps changing. Either it gets down to 20 and snowing or 45 and melting all the snow away. But at Mohawk Honda, Freeman's Bridge Road Schools, you always get top-notch first-class customer service because they will always go out of their way. To please you. That being said, with a few tightest cameos from feeding pizza crust, Mr. Alexander, how are you today? I'm dying. <laughs> I know you had a, a physically intrusive start to your day. Yes. Um, just want to quick apologize about last week's show. We recorded, <laughs> we recorded it on time on Monday. Um, but for whatever reason, I was having computer issues. Well, if you got the if you listen to the audio only version, I'll put it that way. It was on time for you. Uh, but if you, if you're one of the uh, one of the people who likes take, taking a look at the video side of YouTube version of our show, uh, it was delayed by about forty eight hours because I was having a weird issue where my computer was deciding to stop the upload process four times on me. Just a hot mess. Yeah. Hey, they got up. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. That's what she said. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, again, thanks to thanks to our main man, Ed Wood, for being on the show last week. Um, yeah, just fuck it. I'm just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm assuming you didn't get the uh, – did you get you didn't get any snow the last, like, 48 hours, did you? No. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so so Buffalo gets hammered by six to seven feet of snow. Eighty-one point two uh, inches was the uh, final total. Jesus, Mary. Yes, 80, yeah. So eighty-one would be six feet seven inches. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Seventy. Six feet nine inches. Yeah. Six feet nine inches. Sorry. So taller than the starting quarterback of their Buffalo Bills team, Josh Allen. That's cool. Um, I don't, don't ask me why I know that. Um, we got like two to four sporadic. Broken up between yesterday morning and last night, and it was weird. But that shit was pretty much all—it was all melted off my car by the time I eventually got to my car last night. Uh, yeah. Not last night, uh, this afternoon. But anyways, uh, yeah, we yeah. just had the gale force winds here yesterday. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, the winds were a pain in the ass. They were like sixty miles an hour here yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, now we're going to be in the 40s all week and all's, all's well and good. Um, that being said, we got a lot of shit to get into this week, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, New Japan, we do have a couple of updates. Uh, number one, they did have that big crossover show over the weekend that we uh, had mentioned uh, a few times over. Uh, so three notable matches came out of that card. Uh, two of which I wasn't even aware of were happening at the show because <laughs> it was mainly focused on the fact that they were going to be crowning the first ever IWGP Women's Champ, which was the main event I'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first noble match, they were all three of these matches were right in the road to end the card. Number one was Great Muda's final New Japan match in six-man tag action uh, in which the team of Muda, Okada, and Toro Yano got the victory over Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Aaron Hanare. So essentially Chaos versus United Empire. Yeah. Uh, Okada got the pin at 948 over Hanare with the Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. And that was Muda's swan song from New Japan. Uh, the second noble match was Will Ospreay with his fourth successful defense of the IWGP U.S. heavyweight title over Shota Uminu at 23.30. But after his match, there was a promo video played in the arena in Tokyo. No, it wasn't the Tokyo Dome. It was a small arena. Don't don't ask me what the name of the arena was. I don't remember. Kenny Omega is going to challenge Will Ospreay for the United States Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 17. I can just tell by the face you're making that you're not a fan. So I'll just kind of gloss over that and move on. That match is going to be a fucking train wreck. Train wreck, spot fest, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, they're going to try to make it a spot fest, but it's going to be a train wreck because Osprey needs to rehearse shit 8,000 times and Kenny Omega can't work, can't can't call a match. He has to be carried the whole time. So when you're carried by a guy that has to rehearse everything 8,000 times, there's going to be fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. Fair. Uh, main event of the card was to crown the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. Kyrie got nice the win over face. Mayu Iwatani at 25-28, become the first champ. And then at the end of the show, uh, Kyrie was doing the usual thank you to the audience that the main event winner typically does the show. And she had a face-off with Tam Nakano. Tom mm-hmm. Nakano? Tam Nakano? I think it's Tam. Um, so the Kano's going to challenge Kyrie for the title at Wrestle Kingdom as well. So two Wrestle Kingdom championship matches booked. Um, as well as Okada versus Jay White is already announced. Correct. Uh, and obvious. Uh, oh, yeah, because that would be the the G1. Yeah, yeah right. The heavyweight title versus the G1. Correct. Um, so that's that for that's the New Japan update. Mm-hmm. Now we get to. Now we get to Impact Wrestling. I don't um, get it. And the reason the reason I have JJ shaking his head is because I purposely made sure we spent five minutes before the show allowing him to watch the clip that I found earlier today on how the Overdrive digital-only event ended back on Friday night. But before we get to that, there was the rest of the card. The pre-show, uh, Rich Swan won a six-way X-Division match. Uh, against Jason Hodge, Yuya Yuamura, Kenny King, Bullpinder Guhar, and Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, Swan got the cover on Hodge for the win. I could have sworn I thought Swan was done with Impact. I guess not. I don't know. Um, and then the other pre-show match, 
uh, was determined that no more contenders for the World Tag Team titles, as the, machine, the most of the machine guns defeated Ace Austin and Chris Bay to earn those honors. So the New Japan Strong Tag Champions uh, come out victorious there. The actual show. Uh, Bully Ray beat Moose in their tables match, which opened the show. Because everybody wants to see Moose first to get him out of the way. Mm. Uh, then the Death Dolls, Taya, Valkyrie, and Jessica retained their knockouts tag titles over Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Mm-hmm. Then we get backstage stuff. Nobody cares. Uh, Mickey James defeats Taylor Wilde, so Obviously. her last rodeo tour continues. Yeah. Uh, and then Deanna Perazzo came out after the match, and basically she wants next. That's what it comes down to. Uh, then we get Heath and Rhino retaining the tag titles over Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Uh, la la la. Uh, then we get uh, Gia Miller backstage interviewing Bully Ray, who says he's going to call his shot honorably. Okay. Uh, then we get to the X Division title match. And they decide to Trey Miguel turn heel by splaying, by blinding Black Taurus with some kind of spray and then hitting the lightning spiral to win and become the new X Division champion. How are you going to do a miss spot on a guy that wears a giant ass fucking mask? It, well, it was a spray. It wasn't. Oh, mist. okay. But that's still like. Eh. Yeah. I, I. How do we feel about Trey Miguel being turned heel here, though? Um, like, he, he, like seeing the live crowds, he was one of the most over baby faces. So to ch- turn him heel now in the midst of that, just I got nothing. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, Jordan Grace retained her knockouts title over Masha Slamovich in her last knockout standing match. Yeah. And all right, then the main event, Josh Alexander retains over Frankie Kazarian as Impact World Champion. And before we get to the main thing, the thing I was referring to earlier with um, what I had uh, JJ watch before we started filming. Um, interesting note that win over Kazarian gave Josh Alexander the second longest impact world title reign. He just won the belt in May. Um, let me look here. This is just listen. I'm just, I was there. Listen. Uh, You're telling is, me that five months is the second longest impact this, title reign? This says 200. And, I'm just reading. Maybe maybe they just were the, the, the imaging wrong, but there is an image that Impact Wrestling tweeted out earlier today that lists off the five longest world title reigns in Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when... It's got to be like the actual Impact title and not the NWA TNA title. Oh, right, right, right. No, no, no. It's not including the NWA TNA title. Okay. Because um, the top five reigns, Sting was number five at 189 days. Number four was Johnny Impact at 196 days. Number three, AJ Styles, 211 days. Um, Josh Alexander just hit 212 today. And then the number one longest world title reign. Do you happen to know who that would be? Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. 
They're currently in WWE, but haven't been on television recently. Eric Young. No, Whoa. Eric Young's an impact. I'm um, sorry. Um, I don't know. Bobby Roode. Oh, yeah, that's right. I 256 days. Um, so, yeah. so in the history of your company, the longest title reign is eight months. Yeah, just a shade over it. Yeah, that's fucking sad. Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. All right, so now we get to the end of the, the end of the after the post match shenanigans. So after Alexander wins, him and Kazarian shake hands, and Kazarian leaves. Then Bully Ray comes out, gets in the mic, gets in the ring, gets on the mic, praises Alexander for his. Defense. Um, real, really, really shining him up. Calls him the most. This is a direct quote on the website: "Most incredible world champion in all professional wrestling." Oh, I... uh, then boy gets down to business. He calls his shot for an Impact World Title match on Friday, January thirteenth at Hard to Kill. So he does that face to face. Alexander gets out of the... They both get out of the ring. Alexander is going... He's going over towards the timekeeper's table because apparently he didn't have his fucking strap with him. Um, and then Bully Ray just runs in and sneaks attack him from the side. Um, grabs a steel chair, whacks Alexander like four or five times over the back of with it. Then... This is where the bot, the debauchery comes out. Mm-hmm. So Ray pulls out a zip tie and essentially handcuffs Alexander's left wrist to the bottom rope. And then Ray picks up the steel chair again. Looks like he's threatening to hit Alexander again. But Alexander's wife was standing ringside behind the barricade in the front row yelling at Ray to stop so Bully Ray decides, fuck this shit, drops the chair, snatches a Jade. It's a Jade, right? Yeah, Jade Chung. Snatches Jade over the guardrail and threatens Alexander he's going to pile drive her on the concrete. In the meantime, within 10 seconds of him snatching Jade over the guardrail, the fucking zip tie breaks. <laughs> and now they got to go to plan B somehow, which is... Now Bully has to uh, now Bully is saying stay there. So Alexander is all of five feet away from them. Not even. And he's supposed to listen to Bully Ray and just sit there looking mm-hmm. like a, a doofus. Yep. And he basically, and basically Bully Ray just says, Don't do it, don't do it. And he, he tells Alexander to hand him the title belt. Mm-hmm. So Boy Ray could pose the belt, hold, holding the belt over his head to go off the air. Bully must pose. Now, the reason I wanted to focus on that was not just because of the, the fuck up with the zip tie. It's because in my insomnia fest of last night, when I couldn't fall asleep till nine in the morning, um... I ended up going back to watch some Broken Skull sessions I hadn't watched yet this year. One of them being Bully Ray. And towards the end, 
the Steve Austin is talking to Bully Ray about how Bully's fifty feels like a million bucks, um, despite the bumps he took <laughs> as an ECW and with the Hardys and Edge and Christian. What the fuck are you laughing at? I can kick, slide, and kick. I'm fifty. Okay. Uh, to the so, SNL sketch. Yeah. I, I don't know why the fuck you would. Anyways, so. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so one last question Steve asked Bully on the podcast was Would you ever come back to a company for a run? And Bully's like, Yeah, but I'm not going to just go for like a one off. Like, I want there to be storytelling because I'm all about storytelling and blah 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 and I would want it to be like a year or two so basically what we're saying is um, everything that's been happening on Impact at least we would assume to this point has been part of Bully Ray's master storytelling and wouldn't have been a brainchild of Scott Damore or, or Tommy Dreamer or any of the others wonderful how do you feel about the storytelling from Bully Ray? Terrible. Terrible? Terrible. Terrible. Like, literally, like, we're doing the same thing in every company where it's like, I'm a baby face. I'm a baby face. Nope, I was a heel the whole time. Zoe Stark, what? Hmm? What? No. Um, <laughs> you worked right up when I said that. Uh, anyways, so yeah, that's that's the update with Impact. Now, before we get into AEW, I need to touch on this real quick. Oh, God. NWA. Now, there's nothing more that's happened between Billy and, and Nick all this. Like, I think that shit's pretty much dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, if you pay attention to last week's show, you're fully aware of what we discussed as far as who Billy's decided to put the strap on. That's your champ sitting on Fox News within 48 hours after winning the title. This isn't political at all. Not at all. Well, the thing is, also, he's been a pundit on Fox News for at least the past two years, if not longer. Like, the um, because, like, when I watch SmackDown, it's the Fox 5 New York affiliate you see all these like bumpers with him as yo, it's your boy Tyrus, blah, 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 all this fucking time. And the thing is he's been appearing on Gutfield for at least the past year with the fucking TV title. So this isn't like he was doing, he was doing this before with the belt before he, he, he's fucking Christian Frost. He got to go everywhere with his damn belt. There's an inside. That was before you. That's right. That was before you. I'm well aware of the stories though. Yeah, fucker would show up everywhere with the damn freaking company's belt. Show up sitting in the crowd with it. Fucking show up at the grocery store with it. Take pictures. Yeah. And because like ever because it, literally all I've seen on social media for the past week is like, well, this is going to give them views because Gutfield is the has has the most viewers of any late night show and all this that and the other thing and yada yada. And I'm like, dude, he's been doing this for a year with the TV title. And we all saw the picture of the house in Louisiana for Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. Or Hard Times. Yeah. 
And here's what's even funnier. One dude tried to tell me that's all the seats that were available. They didn't open up the other sections. Bullshit. I love ignorant people. Speaking of ignorant people, I don't know if you saw this. Actually, no, you, you did see it because you're the one that shared this with me. Our friend and one half of the U.S. tag champs, uh. Mr. Wrecking Ball Ligurski, put out a tweet uh, last Tuesday. Yeah. Because um, obviously he was hearing a lot of blowback about, I'm assuming, the Tyra situation. Uh-huh. And they have the same mindset as far as po- politics go. And the tweet says, if you don't like the NWA product, chances are it's because some goofball online told you to not like it, not because you actually watched it and didn't like it. It's hard to watch Hard Times 3 and say the product is bad. It literally has something for everyone. No, it has a title for everyone. There's a difference. Well, I was like, did, did you see the thing that Billy Corgan said two days ago? Uh, now what did he fucking say? They basically asked about how everyone's like saying it's polarizing, and Billy Corgan flat out said, if you don't like it, don't watch. I don't care. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good business. Yeah, that's wonderful yeah. business. Yeah, fantastic business. God bless you know, America. You know, you get people like you get people like Hunter who has to do these media calls and is like, we're really striving to figure out a way to bring in as many people as possible. And we try to get something for everyone and we try to accommodate to our fan base and try to grow our fan base. And then you get Billy Corgan going, despite all my rage, I don't care if you watch my shitty wrestling show. I like how you meshed the two worlds together. Thank you very much. <laughs> that actually did my heart very well. Um, those, those were well done. Good job. Oh, that was, that was really good. <laughs> oh, God. I was trying really hard not to laugh that hard, but yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You ever you you know the comedian Stephen Lynch who plays the guitar? Yes. You ever hear you ever hear uh, his song? What if the guy from Smashing Pumpkins lost his car keys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I've seen him perform that shit live. <laughs> oh. <Whew>. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. All right. All right, JJ. It's that time. Now, obviously, we're going to spend the the grand majority of our time breaking down what was full gear the other night. But I know JJ has a couple of major bullet points he wants to hammer home from TV. I'll begin, though, by sharing this picture yep. from the crowd on Wednesday night. And that's fucking lovely. But according to Excalibur, they had to turn people away at the door. Right. Because mm-hmm. we can't see with our eyes. Uh huh. Right. Yep. He does understand it's a visual medium, right? Oh, but yeah. This yeah. isn't radio where you can you can you can lie about shit and get away with it. Mm-hmm. TV's a visual medium. Mm-hmm. And I knew, and I know people that were there. I know people that bought tickets in the fucking bleachers and got upgraded to front row. Mm-hmm. Didn't you get an email about fucking? Uh, yeah, I thought we shared that last. Or was club, it club seats? No, we didn't. We didn't. Oh I yeah, we, 
I think you shared it with me last week, but we never discussed it. Yeah, that email went out to anyone who's ever bought a WWE ticket at the Total Mortgage Arena, basically from the owner of the arena, basically saying, hey, you know, there's this other wrestling company coming and please buy our shit. We need to fill seats. So if you call the box office, we can negotiate a price. Five dollars. See, Geek was selling tickets for two. Five dollars. Yep. Um, fucking, uh, what do you call it? Mercedes Martinez got to defend the ROH title on the fucking YouTube show. And then go home and kiss her girlfriend. Wife. Um, wife. My apologies. Yeah. And like, um, so the trios match, the only re like, and I love AR Fox. Don't get me wrong. I've always loved Fox. The only reason Fox is on that show is because they are in Connecticut and they were like, oh, hey, let's call him. And then Tony Khan announces afterwards that he signed AR Fox to a contract. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like Fox. Um, he was never going to get signed by WWE, so there was never any threat of like him showing up on TV and then Tony Khan be like, oh my God, WWE's going to yank him away. Like he was one of the, he was one of the guys that was helping carry the WWE recruits when they were sending them down to evolve. And it's just, unfortunately, because of some of the stuff in Fox's past, he's never going to get signed by a public trade traded company. I'm glad that I, I'm hoping that he that he's going to fleece Tony Khan for as much fucking money as possible because he's going to get used on TV about as much as JD Drake. Fleece him. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. By the way, real quick sidebar you mentioned how tickets were going dirt cheap mm-hmm. by show night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday Night Raw is in my backyard tonight uh-huh. in Albany. Mm hmm. SeatGeek, the lowest prices are 55 bucks a ticket. Yep. Uh, game time, give me like 30 seconds. Give me t- uh, game time, you can get lower, you can get lower bowl for 40 each. Yeah. Because it's pretty full. <laughs> so just a, just an FY sky yeah. if you're, if you happen to be local. Uh huh. Um, the freaking tag match with Danielson and Claudio, like even Danielson has resulted to the, has resorted to the to the lazy ass indie just slap a guy anywhere on his body to tag him fucking bullshit. Like, come on, you're better than that. Both of you are better than that. And he's even been quoted by the way the last few days and saying he's not gonna be a full time wrestler much longer. Yeah, gee, I wonder why. Just yeah. Yep. And fucking okay, so the finish of that tag match, Jericho took a swing with the bat directly in front of Aubrey. And no DQ was called. Yep. Instead, we got Claudio swinging Jericho while he's holding the bat and then turns him over into the sharpshooter while Jericho is still holding the bat and Jericho taps out because that makes sense. Yeah. Fucking, oh yeah, and just the, <laughs> there's no doubt Connecticut loves the acclaimed. No, Connecticut does not love the acclaimed. Gax Caster used to blow up my inbox trying to get books. Connecticut does not love the acclaimed. Yo, listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, da, 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 da. Oh yeah, and so we get to that. We get to that trios match for the trios belts. So top flight haven't tagged in months because Darius Martin came back and got injured right away. And Gary Darius Martin fashion. Right. So Darius Martin has not tagged with his brother 
in months. AR Fox has literally never appeared for this company before, but But. let's slap these three together and they get a title shot. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Um, and of course, you know, it was literally just so they could, you know, have death triangle, get a win so that they could cut a promo about Saturday. So they could get the big reveal of what everyone knew was fucking coming. And even the crowd didn't give a fuck when they showed the graphic on the screen. Which, by the way, I think the total i think the total number of people there was just under 3,000. And that's a 10,000 seat arena. So. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker's promo. Does Britt realize she was supposed to be the fucking heel? Probably not. The whole time she's like, I respect you for what you've done. And I respect that. Blah, blah, blah. You're a fucking heel. You're not supposed to respect shit. It's pretty much one-on-one. I respect that you came back from addiction. Go talk to MJF. Go talk to MJF when he's dealt with people who have had addiction issues in his promos as a heel. There is a world of fucking difference. Uh-huh. And then let's see here. Two matches in the night ended with a sharpshooter. Uh, they had they botched the whole thing with the fucking eliminator tournament, but we'll we'll cover that. Um, and freaking, so the whole show was basically a glorified. Let's bring the champions out here so they can get a win going into the pay per view, so that fucking you know they look they look strong, and if they don't have a match, at least have them get a run in where they beat down the other people like fucking Wardlow. And then we end the night with a fucking promo off between MJF and Mox, which we've already seen. But that's going to be the selling point for the fucking pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just, it was lackluster people. I know people who were there that were like, this was a pretty fucking awful episode. I'm like, yeah, what do you expect? So yeah, that's all I got for dynamite. All right. So, the fucking eliminator tournament. All right. So, the eliminator tournament. I don't even know if I want to explain this. So, Ricky Starks was injured. Basically, Ethan Page won his half of the bracket before the other half of the bracket even got to the semifinals. Right. Because Ethan Page won his semifinal. don't quote me against fucking uh, Bandito. Thank you. To get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Brian Cage is left with his thumb up his ass, uh-huh. waiting to figure out what the fuck's going on with Archer and Starks. Yep. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They end up doing Archer and Starks on Rampage last week. Correct. Yes. And then they end up doing Stark's cage at the pay-per-view. On the pre-show. Correct. And then afterwards, they announced that they were bumping the finals of the tournament, which was supposed to take place at the pay-per-view, to this Wednesday's Dynamite. Which is fine, because your card is already 14 matches long! Yep. Well, because they, they, they took Rampage Actually, to be like, we're going to add a bunch of matches! And I'll half-correct myself. I would assume that Eddie Kingston match in the pre-show wasn't happening if they still had 
the finals of the tournament. If it was going to be 15 matches originally to begin with, fuck off. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just over. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing shit. I don't fucking know. Any hooser. Um, before we get knee deep into full gear, I just want to say something. <sighs> AEW is going to really try to bring Dynamite and Rampage to the Cow Palace. Yep. Do they realize that's a 15, 16,000 seat arena? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to use it for TV yeah. twice in a week. Because they're stupid. Cow Palace isn't a TV arena for them. Right. That's a pay-per-view arena for them. It's not the Cow Palace of 1995. It's still a 16,000-seat arena. Well, I'm saying it's got like it's been upgraded since then because back in 95, it was it still looked like the Sportatorium. Right. It doesn't look like the drizzling shits anymore. I mean, so dynamite though. So obvious. So so the plans that they usually do for dynamite is they cut the arena in half. Um, like 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 they cut the arena in and half. And what do they lengthwise. it off for rampage? Well, no. What I'm saying is they're going to cut the arena in half. So that already takes it down to eight thousand. They're going to tarp off the four sections on uh, on the side behind hard camp. Oh yay! So then they're just hoping that they sell 7,000 tickets. Dumb. Which they might for Dynamite just because it's their first time there. Book, how about you book arenas within logical reasoning? Let's go with that. Because they've burnt out the towns they're in and Tony Khan's afraid to go to towns that he's not familiar with. Look, look, look. Hold, just hold on. Okay. Look. This is so. L- let me just interject before you start. This is where Scott Demore kind of has a trump card on 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 fucking Tony Khan, because Demore purposely books smaller arenas where he knows I can put in a thousand people and have it look like our TV setup has not changed locations, and we'll cover our bases. And if there's places that have extra seating available, that's all more power to it. But I always have it look relatively the same which is why like the mid hudson civic center they sold out when i was there but it was only 1100 people but still you do that and you build interest which correct directly correlates to what i'm about to mention when wwe first started traveling raw out Mm -hmm. Once they decided to finally leave the confines and the the mouse traps, literally and figuratively, of the Manhattan Center, they had two. They actually had three locations they were at the most often. They were in the Nassau. Okay. They were at the Songus Arena in Lowell. Okay. And they would uh, do they would do long tapings at the Hartford Civic Center. Okay. Generally speaking, though. Up until things exploded in the Attitude Era. Uh-huh. Where were they taking the show? They were taking Raw to White Plains. Yep. They were taking they were taking Raw to college campuses. They were right. taking uh, they were taking Raw to fucking uh I'm trying to think of another 
Poughkeepsie, I, I believe they, they were. Yeah, yeah. Nassau and Poughkeepsie were like a lot. Yeah, a lot. They, and they, they would take places. Arenas. Right, places that had like War Memorial in the name. So you know that it's right. that size of thing. And even and then, even then, like, so lo, so in Connecticut, they would always keep their house shows to Hartford and New Haven. But when they traveled outwards, they were doing house shows in high school gymnasiums. Right. Just to cut on costs and just to build like that. I mean, they. Right. I remember they did a house show at my fucking high school one year, like right. years before I was in high school, but they did it at my high right. school. Now, you, you think if you're trying, trying, being the operative word, to go after the big kahuna, mm-hmm. you would learn from the big kahuna's previous business practices. We're nah, using bro. as a formula. Nah, bro. Because we all know, we all know how Tony Khan thinks he he became a great booker. We're not going to touch that right now. We got to touch it afterwards. Maybe. Just touch it. That just sounds wrong. Uh, in the meantime, by Flashback the way, back to the old podcast. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Royal Rumble is setting company record for the largest gate in the event's history. Already. Yep. <laughs> just, just, just FYI. Yep. They're they're selling out the Alamo Dome. Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. Now we get to full gear. Let's start with Zero Hour, the pre-show. I had a chance to watch it, and I didn't. <laughs> Ten man tag, the factory. Which was uh, Solo, Camarado, QT, Lee Johnson, and the fr- oh, probably Carter. Carter. Yeah, two dimes. Sorry, because the website I'm looking at has the, the image cut off. Uh, against Orange Cassidy, best friends, Rocky Romero, and a very evil, very mysterious partner. Gee, I wonder who that's going to be. Wow, so they actually so they they changed it within the matter of a day because on Friday they announced it was just going to be a trios match, and they turned it into a ten man tag because paydays. Um, so obviously the match is going on. Dan Housen comes out and the 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 evil shit. I think he had the spike with him, the mask, and some other stuff. Um, he ends up getting the. Pin over Camarado, I believe. Ah! Uh, yeah, yeah, because he came down, tagged in, he took out QT, and then took out Camarado and got the pin on Camarado, who was legal man. Uh the biggest yeah. guy on the team got pinned by Danhausen. Yep, yep. You're shocked. Like they could actually possibly do something with Camarado, and they nope. nope. Yeah, I know. Next match on the pre-show was the Eliminator semifinal between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Um, obviously Starks was on ramp was a uh, uh had been Archer on Rampage in the quarterfinal. Uh, winner was going to take on Ethan Page in the finals, which had been moved to I believe Dynamite this Wednesday. Yes. Um. So, 
All right. All right. Hold, hold. hold on. Let's ask you a question. Sure. When you think of big guys who can move. Yeah. Or guys who do shit that people their size normally wouldn't be able to do. Uh-huh. One of the first guys you probably think of in the business is Bam Bam Bigelow, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you remember Bam Bam ever letting any smaller guy do a a leverage power move against him? Fuck no. Okay. Then why is Brian Cage taking a Canadian destroyer from Ricky fucking Starks? Because Brian Cage is a fucking idiot. We've already gone over this. Plus, was... you also here's something you also need to realize that a lot a lot of people don't. Brian Cage is a righted up freak, but Brian Cage is five foot nine. I know he's he's I, I know. I know. <laughs> he took a Canadian destroyer to set up the Rochambeau to give Starks the win. Motherfucker! Just, oh! I get my shit in. They went ten minutes for that to be the finish. <laughs> With ten fucking minutes. Oh! Yeah. I don't match to the pre-show. I'm, a, I'm just going to move on. I can't. I fucking can't. <laughs> Final match to the pre-show. Eddie Kingston bitch Jun Akayama and apparently a dream match of Kingston's, which... Okay, because sure. Kingston cut a promo that they played on Dynamite where he said... It, he said the moment he saw Akiyama versus someone, I forget who that was the moment he realized he wanted to be a professional wrestler when he was tape trading back in the day, which is all well and good, but I'm kind of tired of the Eddie Kingston versus the fossils tour. I'll try to think it's like, because like Mox was a champion because they had Mox versus all the Japanese fossils and then Mox became champion. So then it was Eddie versus the fossils. Right. It was like, you know, Minoru Suzuki is one thing because Minoru is active all the time. Same with Ishii. Right. Same with Ishii. But still, like, so so they already had him work Suzuki, already had him work Ishii. And so now that's like, oh, well, let's just yank out Junakiyama. Like, really? Junakiyama is 53 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when they yanked out. Working, honestly. He wasn't. They just basically took guys that never announced their retirement in Japan and they're like, Tony Khan's just like, money. Some double money. By the way, you know who he didn't mention TK signed over the weekend? I know he signed Takeshita and he signed Fox. First one you said. Yeah. So he says goodbye and then TK says weeks later, fuck it, no. Get your fucking visa. Just stay here. Well, it's been a few months, but... um, but I mean, the thing is, it's so what? So so he can fucking get victories over nobodies on fucking YouTube and then job on TV. Like the kid has a look and the kid can work, but like he would have benefited more from learning English and going to the fucking PC. 
Like he's he's not going to get used. Like we we've talked about a bloated roster, and it's like like what the, the most that the most that Takeshita will ever get in that company is the fucking every ocean is the Atlantic title. Mark my words. Probably. All right, now we get to the main card. Oh, but we for, you forgot the end of Eddie versus Akiyama. Where Akiyama did the bow, and then Eddie did the bow, and then Eddie started yelling the names of dead Japanese wrestlers into the sky and crying. Oh, the promo he did after the match, you mean? Is that he, what it was? I told people to buy the goddamn pay-per-view. Yeah, like, I love Eddie, and I get his passion, but come on. Like, that was some terrible shilling. Yeah, that was after the match. Yeah, that's what I meant was the, the yeah, aftermath, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. the actual finish. I think the direct quote was, it's 7.53, go buy the goddamn pay-per-view. But, yeah, I get your point. Main card. We open... let's, let's open with a fucking cage match. Yeah, we open with Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in the cage. Like, okay, so before we even get into that, so the whole deal with a cage match is a cage match back in the day when you actually had to assemble the cage and took time, the cage match should go further along in the card. Of course, this is also at a time where the main event will be halfway through the card, not the last match of the night. Um, the past 25 years, we've seen that now the steel cage can literally just get lowered and raised. So it takes three seconds because I've seen indies that have a cage match advertised and open with it. And it's because they have to construct the cage and then take it down. And I like, it's a poor excuse, but at least that's an excuse. When you just have to hit a button, there's no fucking reason why you should be opening with a cage match. That could have been halfway through the card. Uh, match goes 18 and change. Jesus. Jungle Boy wins. Remember, uh, remember, Tony Khan promised that the whole pay-per-view is going to end at a reasonable hour. Um, Jungle Boy wins after delivering an elbow drop from the top of the cage onto Luchasaurus, who was laid on a table, and then applying the snare trap for the, the submission victory. So not only did he beat Luchasaurus flat, who they've been building as a monster, but they made him tap out. Way to yeah. go, Tony Khan. You just took your one of your monster heels and turned him into nothing. What? What? What the fuck are we doing here? What? What's, what's the fucking point? What? <laughs> so I just read some extra detail about that match. Okay. The match started in the cage. Uh-huh. Then Christian unlocked the door. Uh-huh. Both men get out of the cage. Yep. Fight on the floor. Uh-huh. Get back in the cage. Uh-huh. So is escaping not a thing? Not an AEW. They only do pinfall or submission in the cage. Oh. 
I mean, granted, escaping the cage was a Vince thing. Like he's the one that started that. But the thing is, they the thing is, people are used to that stipulation now because Vince is the WWE is the biggest company in the world. So you should really explain that to the people in attendance and the people watching the pay per view. That's that's not the only thing. Also, the door should be fucking locked. That too. Why, if you're trying to inflict pain on an opponent, why would you ever want to leave the cage? Because furniture on the outside and to be able to get furniture in the side, inside the cage. Christian's strong enough where he can slide shit through the holes or toss it over the top. That... This is Tony Khan. You expect it to make sense. They're all just playing in a fucking sandbox, dude. Christian's just there collecting a fucking check. He knows it's bullshit. Then fucking do something about it, Jay! He's not. He's a fucking douche. He's just collecting a paycheck and going, whatever. I don't care. This is another indie booking for me. Next up. In the biggest shock of the night, the Elite took the uh, the loss. I Stunned. Well, there was a reason. So, Death Triangle retains the trio's titles in six man in the uh, against the, the Bucks and Kenny Omega. After in, Phoenix uses the hammer, another eighteen and change. Um, bu- 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 uh, yes, Phoenix uses the hammer on Omega. So now Death Triangle are basically officially heels. Bub and and they announced it right then and there too like that's the fucking problem like they couldn't have waited until Wednesday not to make not that that would make it any better so if you're on the YouTube side you see what I displayed let me explain this for the audio side they decided they're so bored of trying to come up with ideas for how to form trios which they still have a bunch of. That we're going to get a best of seven series between these motherfuckers. And you know it's going to go through all seven, too. Match number two will be this week on Dynamite uh, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Match three will be the following week in Indianapolis on Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Match four, oh, we get to skip a week. Match four is going to be at Winter is Coming Dynamite on the 14th of December. Mm-hmm. Match five will be in San Antonio the 21st on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Match six will be their New Year's Smash themed Dynamite on the 28th of December. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to LA to the Kia Forum, because that's a fillable arena for them, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be January the 11th. Fuck you. And okay, so number one, the fact that the, the graphic was up and ready two minutes after the match finished shows that it's like, no, there's no suspension of disbelief there. You could have very well had a promo on Wednesday being like blah, 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 and then someone announces a best of seven, even though there's no reason for it because it was one fucking match. It's not, you know, it's it, with no build, no build, none. Like the whole build for this was 
the elite got stripped of the belts and death triangle won them while like in their absence. Like that's the whole, that that's the whole fucking story here. But yet the elite are the baby faces, even though we all know why they got fucking suspended. It's public fucking knowledge. And, and in all honesty, this is the bucks staying comfortable because who have the bucks worked the most since AEW has started? Fans. In the ring. <laughs> oh, uh, the fucking Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, literally, like, going into the first AEW pay-per-view, it was the main event was the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers for the fucking AAA belts. Like, fucking... Uh, ugh. So this is, and this is so Kenny Omega can get protected because obviously like he's still fat and lazy. It's not injured. He's fat and lazy. Well, you can tell he's not injured. He's not wearing that protective shit anymore. <laughs> protective shit. An Under Armour shirt is protective shit. <laughs> well, no, he also had like the extra shit going up his arm too. Like oh, not Under Armour shirt. Like it was like KT tape. Whatever the fuck he had going on. <laughs> Um, I got KC tape here too. You can buy it for seven dollars at CBS. Yeah, fuck you. I got some in my closet too because my wife turns into a medicine cabinet. Um, Rock on. It's good to have. You're gonna. You're gonna... But so and then so and then you you see fucking idiots online be like, oh, but when WWE does it, tell me, please tell me when the last time WWE did a best of seven series, because I can tell you when it was. Wait. Um. Oh fuck me. Was it Benoit and Booker? No, there was one after that. But the, that was the that was the one before it was Benoit and Booker for the U.S. title. Oh, there was fuck. one after that. Oh fuck! Oh. I, made I made a meme about. I made a meme about it that uh res- that that uh, a wrestling memes page stole straight off my podcast page. Tell me, I know I'm forgetting it. Jameson Cesaro. Oh, and the final match ended oh, in a draw, and that's how they found right. it. Before. Oh, how the fuck did I forget that? Because the draw, yeah, I right. That but up. that was 2015. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking seven years ago. You're gonna lose your shit over to what over what I tell you next. Go ahead. So next match was the extremely disjointed TBS title match. Dude, dude, Jade Cargill needs to learn how to coordinate a fucking outfit. I mean, it was apparently a tribute to Thundercats. Yeah, she was dressed as Chitara, but the whole thing was she decided to paint her legs yellow instead of just wearing yellow fucking leggings. Leggings aren't her thing, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I don't fucking care. Legs aren't my thing. I still compre- I, I still compromise. Dude. <laughs> okay, all right. That that's that might be the core of the show. There you go. Um, <laughs> that was better than the Billy Corgan? <laughs> yeah. Um, legs aren't my thing. Um no, I, I I have something worse to even cover on that. Oh, uh, Vicky's uh, attire? No, even worse than that. 
Uh, by the way, what JJ is referencing is uh, Vicky wearing an "I'm Your Poppy" shirt. No, it's the "I'm." It's, it was oh, literally no, it's the, the, the real "I'm, I'm your, your Mommy" shirt. No, not that. Did you see how Nyla, Marina, and Vicky came out? No. You ready to lose your shit? Sure. They came out in a lowrider. Oh, gee. My surprise face. Well, because they had Nyla in a lowrider a few weeks ago. On Rampage. Which I was like, oh, you're literally trying to be Eddie. Sure, whatever. Somehow this match went eight minutes. I don't know how, but it did. <laughs> uh, Jade retained and finally got her belt back. And right. And she's off. still a heel. So what does it matter? Yeah. You know, four way for the Ring of Honor world title. Just, just, just. <sighs> I don't see why. Jericho retains. Um, sure. Hey, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, the match went way too long. Went twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah, I got nothing for that. I just, I, yeah. I, I have nothing for that. Yeah. Um. Then we get. Uh, Soraya's in-ring return against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Soraya's brother at ringside because they couldn't mention that enough. Was um, he still begging for a job? Basically, probably. Uh, Soraya ends up getting the win. Shocker. Uh, match went 12 and a half, I believe it was. So someone who hasn't wrestled a match in five years with a glass neck comes back and beats arguably their top fucking women's talent that doesn't hold the title. Correct. And then openly admits afterwards that Britt carried her. Right. Uh, triple threat for the t- uh, go ahead, sorry. You would think that someone who grew up in a fucking wrestling family would know better than to fucking <laughs> do shit like that. You're funny. Uh, triple threat for the TNT titles, powerhouse, Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and now we got Joey two belts. Samoa the Joe worst away. possible ending they could have gone with. Like, Wardlow's entire TNT title run was terrible. And so you have a triple threat and you have Wardlow do the fucking job in it. And you do it and you give it to a fucking over the hill fucking guy who gets blown up in five fucking minutes. Who is injury prone as fuck? He didn't? No, he choked out Powerhouse to win the match. Oh, okay. So it's not the worst possible, but still. Like, so Wardlow's entire title run was meaningless. So what what do you got? I bet you I know what they're going to do now. They're probably going to have a rematch at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. No, they're going to send Wardlow after. Well, yeah, well, no, they're going to send Wardlow after Joe. And then after that's done, they're going to send Wardlow after MGF again. Can we just have Joe beat Jericho and just unify those two belts and get it over with? Why don't we just do that while we're at Can we it? just throw all the ROH belts in the trash because that's all they are now? Well, let's wait and see on that one. Uh, a 
no GQ, no countout match. Just fucking say false count anywhere. I mean, because that's what it basically was. Um, Darby and Sting beat Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. This is my shocked face. <laughs> match went 11 minutes, which means it went 10 minutes too long. Um, match was over before the bell rang because you knew Sting wasn't losing. Um, any questions? No. I'm just glad that uh, that really bad thought I had didn't happen. Huh? Remember when I sent you, I was like, what if this happens? And you're uh, like, no! No, 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 no. Thank God. I'm so happy that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, what JJ's referencing is he was hoping for Sting to turn heel. Basically. I wasn't. No, I wasn't hoping for Sting to turn heel. I, I said that what if this whole thing is a ruse to fucking have Sting snap and turn back into Joker? Oh, Sting? right, right. No, I think they're smarter, a little smarter than that. You're fucking um, okay. Um, interim women's title match. Tony Storm against Jamie Hayter. Uh, basically, the match turns when Britt Baker does a stomp to Storm on the outside on the title belt. Feeds... Uh, feed storm back in. Hater gets the W, becomes a new champ, match and the crowd goes, cheers. Match goes the heel went over minutes. dirty. Heel goes over dirty. Crowd cheers. Britt Baker, who shouldn't have been out there because she did the fucking job already, but she has to be equated into the fucking finish just so we can obviously go for Hater versus Britt now. Right. Paint by numbers. AEW World Tag Team Titles, the acclaimed defending against Swerve in Our Glory, which apparently had a not 100% Anthony Bowens, if you saw his Twitter at all the days before the match. Uh-huh. He had his fucking right arm in a sling. God only knows mm-hmm. why. Um, match goes 19.40, which is about 15 minutes too long. Um, I actually told a story with his injured shoulder during the match. Wow, they actually worked a body part. Holy shit! Um, well, you know, you do have two guys in the ring across him who work for WWE for a short amount of time. So that means anything in AEW. Um, well, I'm just saying they they actually know a little bit of psychology, and it just depends on if they actually choose to use it or not. Um. So yeah, they win. Um. But, uh, oh, at one point, I think Swerve wanted Keith Lee to. I don't know if I can't remember if it was use a foreign object or something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Probably. No, the pliers. They took the fucking pliers again. He gave Keith Lee the pliers to use on somebody. I don't remember who the legal man was. Keith Lee threw the pliers out and then swerve slapped Keith Lee in the face. That's the way to win the tag. Team. Because we know that they're already splitting. Uh, main event. <clears throat> It was 23.15. How long before Mox bled? I didn't even bother trying to keep track of that. Um, either way, um, so we have MJF teasing to use the dynamite ring. Mm-hmm. Regal comes down to the ring. Basically reads in the riot act. Mm-hmm. MGF basically f- says fuck off to Regal and ends up not using the ring, I believe, if I remember correctly. 
Then Mox puts him down. But the ref, there's a ref bump. Right. The ref's already down at this point before the dynamite ring was brought out by MJF. Yep. Um, with, I believe, actually, I think there were two ref bumps, if I remember correctly. There Remsburg, were. Remsburg was out, and then fucking Paul Turner got shit canned. Yep. Um, so you got Remsburg, the main referee, still out inside the ring. Turner's outside the ring somewhere. I don't remember where. Um, so MJF threatens to use a diamond ring. Uh, Regal says, fuck you. MJF says, fuck you back and decides not to use the ring. Mox lays out MJF. So both men are laid out. Mm-hmm. Mox is coming to while I want to say he's using the ropes on in front of Regal to gain his balance. Yeah. But Mox goes like he staggers away from Regal so his back is to him. Mm-hmm. And that moment Regal pulls out Nux, slides him over to MJF. MJF puts the Nux on. Both men will get to their feet. Ref's still Struggling to get up, has his back turned still. MJF swing with the knucks, stash him down the trunks, get the hook. One, two, three, new champ. So let's break this down a little bit here. So we've got an entirely too contrived ending with two ref bumps. We have Regal turning on MJ on Mox to side with MJF in what a lot of people were already calling going into it. Correct. Putting Regal with MJF is a hat on a hat because MJF can already cut a fucking promo. He doesn't need Regal there. Um, Regal hasn't even been a manager for the fucking combat club because every time he comes out, he just goes over and sits on commentary. So he was a non-entity all this time. So the second you saw him walking down the ring, you know something was going to happen. You had to do all this shit to take away from MJF just shining as the fucking champion. And you gave him the fucking storyline that the fucking rock got when he won his first title. It was literally, we, uh, Oh, he's a baby face. Oh, he's a baby face. Oh no. I was a heel the whole time. As I said earlier in the show. So now you've got heel MJF who just got beaten into powder by the firm for the past couple of weeks. For no reason, because he was still a heel after all. You've got the finals of this tournament coming up where it's either going to be Starks or fucking Ethan Page, where if you do Ethan Page, you're doing heel versus heel right? for no reason. Or you're going to have MJF versus Starks, who is obviously injured and everyone knows it, with no builds towards a fucking title shot because Ricky Starks really hasn't been anything of merit since Hobbs turned on him during the summer. And then you have MJF's bit during the media scrum. I just want you to remember who I predicted would win this tournament, by the way. You said Ethan Page. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Carry on. But so, so did you watch the clip from the media scrum? Oh, I saw the clip from the media scrum. Yeah. So here's the thing. MJF is a great fucking heel. MJF could have easily come in Cut, cut cut his heel promo the way he does and left. But instead, they had him come in and pepper it with a ton of F-bombs like your J.J. Alexander on commentary in 2006. Yeah. There's no need for it. 
they basically made him turn it into a fucking New Japan fucking promo. Because if you watch, like, you know, it, when you watch, like, the TV Asahi stuff after the matches, when they show it on Access, and it's if it's someone from Bullet Club, they're there and they're speaking in English and they just drop a bunch of F-bombs because they can because it's Japan. MJF doesn't need to do that. He's proven that he doesn't need to do that. So why are you going to have him do that? And now we've got a heel champion who everyone's going to call a part-timer because of the fact that he's going to shoot fucking scenes for the Von Erichs movie. Because wrestling fans are fickle. Yeah? Breaking news. They work one day a week. Yeah, no shit. I know this. You know this. Breaking news. You don't need your world champion wrestling every week. Right. Back to you, JJ. <laughs> um, before we go on to WWE stuff, I'd like to provide a new example of why anyone under the age of 30 who's fickle and doesn't know how to fucking be professional, should not have Twitter as a pro wrestler. So, Jungle Boy made a comment that... during his media scrum interview about something about his gear being HBK, an HBK tribute. I didn't see the gear. I can't tell you what the fuck it looked like. I don't fucking care. But he said it was a tribute to Shawn Michaels. To which, um, I know it can't, it can't see the rest, but basically, a uh, fuckboy Austin Gunn decided to tweet out a picture of him and Colton coming to the ring in their wannabe HBK gear mm-hmm. and saying, quote, kid wants to be a gun so bad. To which, Jungle Boy replied back and said, quote, I don't know. I think I prefer being booked on the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Funny stab, but still. And then the guns had one more clap back. And after then that. Colton yep. decided to chime in. Quote, I guess if we changed the bucks and stayed up until 6 a.m. with the boss, we could get a spot too. So basically we confirmed Jungle Boy does coke. Really? That's what you get from that? Yes. There's only one way you're going to stay up until 6 a.m. with Tony Khan. And that's if you're partaking in the powder. Sure. Oh, do we know if Willow won her match or not on Dark Elevation last Monday? It was a tag match, and Riho got the pin. But they won. Yes. She got less than 90 seconds of ring time. And that was your Willow watch. Yeah. So four weeks into this contract, and she's gotten less than 90 seconds of ring time on YouTube. Willow <laughs> All right, let's move on to WWE TV, aka something more exciting and entertaining. All right. Let's start with Monday Night Raw last week. Um 
Can somebody try making sense of this fucking U.S. title division for me? To... Are we are, are we building for a Lashley Seth rematch? Are we building for a a Seth AJ Finn triple threaded Survivor Series? Like, what the fuck are we even? What are we doing? I think we're gonna get a scramble. What the fuck are we doing? Do, do, I think we're gonna get like a, a six pack challenge. Does anybody have a fucking clue? Because I can't make fucking sense of it. And this the show is five days away by my great calculations on my fake watch. Five days? In Baston? Maybe a four-way, not a six-pack, but a four-way. I could see a four-way. Mm, four-way. Um, uh, Miyim joins Alexa, Asuka, Bianca. We still don't know the fifth member, though. Yeah, we do. For their team? I mean, I know who you're hoping it's going to be. They're in Boston, bro. I, I, that doesn't mean they're going to reveal. I mean, that, that'll probably be a day of show thing. That's yes, a, exactly. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, poor Riddle. I don't know what. I know, I know guys can't win every week, but like, you're having, a, I mean, it, it was a good match still, but. They're rebuilding because they want to put Riddle and Elias as a tag because they wanted to keep going with Riddle and why? Randy as a tag and they can't. Why? Why? And this way, it's, it's because they, they it's because there were still certain things in place when Vince left. Just one of them, them. Oh one of them is to turn Riddle heel, but they need Let's... him to turn on someone in order to do that. As much as I know, Hunter thinks that Finn is reclamation project. How is Riddle not a reclamation project? Riddle's kind of got some uh, stuff on him. Aside from getting divorced, what are we talking about here? There's a lot around that divorce, dude, that's public knowledge. About, like, how he's been a deadbeat dad and a whole bunch of so. It's, you kind of, like, years ago, Matt Riddle could have been the next John Cena. Now Matt Riddle's going to be the next, I don't know. Junkyard dog. He'll be over as hell, but he ain't gonna get that top spot. Fuck me sideways. Um. So we're saving Miz and Dexter for the Raw after Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, is that what they said? Well, uh, during the Miz TV segment. They said Miz and Dexter is going to be in two weeks. This oh, okay. Be, this will be one week. So, okay. I'm going to go ahead and assume that means next week, mm. which is, don't quote me. They're in Boston. Where the fuck would they possibly do Raw next week? Rhode Island. Providence, maybe? Maybe. Because they, I mean, yeah, because they were in Boston. So, no, they're anywhere. in Providence on Friday. Oh, okay. So, in Providence uh, Friday, Boston. Oh, they're going to Norfolk Scope. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Norfolk scope for Raw next week, and then Buffalo for SmackDown. Hopefully, they'll be able to drive into Buffalo. Just kidding. By then, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that, that, that. Okay. Um. What else? Anything else notable? Oh yeah. I know. I'm getting there. I'm just reading through my notes real quick. Um. 
Poor Shelton Benjamin. Shelton knows what he's there for. I know, but and unfortunately, Shelton was going to get another tag run, but truth truth went and got injured. So, <laughs> no, that was Truth's fault, but that's neither here nor right. there. Right. Um, we already mentioned Mia Yim joining Bianca's team. Apparently, Akira Tozawa is a killer poker player. Didn't yeah. Know that. <laughs> um, here's okay. Here we go. So now we have Austin Theory growing out a beard and saying he ain't no damn kid anymore. Mm -hmm. And beating up Ziggler and getting DQ'd in their match. And mm -hmm. How do we feel about this new approach to Theory? I like it. New coat of paint? Yeah. Or a new paint of coat yeah whatever you want to call it new coat of paint he's still a heel they they drop the kid they, they drop the the selfie shit let let him be vicious let you know let him he needs something you know Good. especially especially because he's getting tossed around like a rag doll by the bigger guys all summer he needs to he needs to look strong i think there's a good turn for him uh well, and like this this will definitely stop with all the people like Oh, he was getting punished because he was a Vince guy. No, he was. He was well, was he a Vince guy? Yes. But Hunter saw something in him long before Vince, as we've said numerous times here. It's just Hunter wanted a slow burn. He didn't want him getting everything, you know. Even The Rock's first world title reign came at 26. Theory is 24. Give it time. Oh, uh, what else? What else? Um, Rhea officially joins... Damage Control and Nikki Cross to fill out that team. That's the only part I don't like about that War Games match. What, Rhea being in it? D the, them just throwing Rhea and Mia in just because it's like, oh, well, they've kind of got this thing going on in their own thing. Like, it, before, like, before it was sides were being formed. The mm -hmm. story's been getting told since SummerSlam. But then they're like, ah, oh, we just brought Mia Yim in two weeks ago and we'll just, you know, to have a foil for Rhea and let's throw them in the War Games match. I'm not a fan of that. Fair. Uh, Finn Balor accepts AJ Styles' challenge for Survivor Series. So... Which is a harken back to, uh, what, five years ago? Remember, um, Finn was supposed to face... Bray Wyatt, but that was when the meningitis outbreak happened. Right. So instead, we got Demon versus AJ. Right. Yes. Right. Um. You think they keep this a singles match, or do they find a way to incorporate them into a bigger U.S. title match? Keep it singles. So the U.S. title match would be what? Seth, Lashley, Ali, and Theory. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, and then the close of the night, uh, Seth retains over Finn, and then Theory attacks Seth to go off the air. Right. Because, yeah. Uh, only thing officially announced for Raw tonight, Asuka versus Rhea in singles action to determine who has the advantage in the war games, the women's war games match part. I'm all for that. Uh, yeah. As long as... Uh, you know, let's just not have any arguing because we all know what Oscar's going to come out with. Baka, 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 baka. 
Yeah, Pac-Man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, NXT. I'm sure you wanted that to be your opening match, didn't you? Ugh. Oh, you didn't want to open the show with Braun and Von Wagner? Like, let's just broadcast we know that our champ sucks and that this whole match sucks by making it the fucking curtain jerk. Like, and it was terrible. Even for the two of them being in it, that was a terrible fucking match. Braun retains, gets the job done. Um, let's just let's just call Spade a Spade. Zoe Stark doing an in-ring promo is so laborious. It's, mm-hmm. it's just baby face or heel. She can't cut a promo just because you flipped her. Doesn't mean she can automatically cut a promo. Like I don't know if the wires are disjointed up here or what, but. She's a mechanic. She's not a superstar. Wasn't shaking bacon. Um, Duke Hudson seems to be warming up to Andre Chase and Thea Hale for now. Yeah. Uh, Vera and Sanga smashed two poor souls. Dude, did you see what they fucking did? Aside from recycling the old tag team name? Yeah, they, they recycled the name. They recycled the look. Right. Like, no, you can't fucking do that. Do you think anybody in Florida remembers that? It was on TV. There's record. Again, do you think any of those asshole fans know that? But still, like, this is just Sean Camp book. Like, literally, how hard is it to come up with a different name? Y'all know say. Like, and the whole thing with Indu Share was the, the the original Indu Share was they had a fucking mouthpiece. Veer and Sangha don't have a mouthpiece. Who was the mouthpiece again? Stokely. Oh, right. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, they challenge the creeds because that's what everybody wants to see. Crush those green fucking motherfuckers. Um, Wendy Chu. Who the fuck was she talking about backstage? Cora Jade? Yeah, yeah. Cora Jade. Uh-huh. Uh, Apollo beats JD. I'm sure you're happy with that. I guess, but I mean, yay. Because it's we. Loss. It's a loss from Mongoloid. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy it. That's all that matters. This, all I, this is all I see coming out of it is now we're going to establish that Apollo is going to challenge Braun at deadline and JD is going to be in what we will talk about in a minute. Apollo! Um, in one of the very few entertaining bits of the night, you probably didn't were entertained by it. I was. I kind of popped over it. Uh, Javier Bernal was being interviewed backstage. Dude, he I tries, can't. He tries challenging people that were either injured or suspended. Right. I'm sorry. I I know you're not a fan of him. I thought it was kind of funny. Connor Reeves. Listen, I thought it was kind of funny. You don't give a shit. Okay, good. Uh, then we got the contract signing for North American title match this week between Mello and Wes Lee. And Booker going, ground folks are talking. Ain't going to be nobody going through no table. Yeah, I, that, that ending made me want to scream. Um, yeah. 
There was literally like grandpa yelling at two motherfuckers at the picnic. I mean, he, he, he just he just had to make it about himself. That's all that is. Um, another DiJack vignette. Can we just fucking get him in the ring already? What do we like? What like? Come on, let's fucking move it. There's... In fact, here no. Oh, ooh, ha, 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 ha. no. I'm gonna negate what you just said. By the way, what? Braun's gonna retain over Apollo at deadline, then DiJack's gonna jump Braun to end the show. Dijak's gonna be in the fucking. Dijak's gonna win the contrived bullshit, dude. Lick my balls. Don't ruin my fun. I don't know why my finger. Looks He'll probably bad. jump Braun afterwards, but he's gonna be in the fucking gimmick. Um, Blade and No Fate Odyssey backstage. I don't remember what the fuck that was about. It's just um, more shit to fucking get Odyssey smaller. Jones back on TV. Uh, the dyad beats Briggs and Jensen after Fallon and Kiana James have an exchange outside that distracts Jensen. All oh, right, yeah, right, 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 right. yeah, because uh. Kiana James is a Scooby Doo villain. So, so basically, if it has boobs, Jensen will like. Uh huh. Oh, titties. It's a stupid gimmick. I'm sorry. Yes, I Oh, agree. yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I forgot about the announcement. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh-huh. Um, I think we'll skip that announcement for now because that's what happened. Yeah. But I'll skip it for now. Uh-huh. Uh, Indy beats Tatum Paxley and probably one of the sloppiest women's matches they've had in a while on that show. Yeah. Scripts, voicemail. I, Soundwave's coming this week, motherfucker. I'm getting to a point where I just don't fucking care about this dude. I don't care who it it's is. Soundwave. It's going to be great. It's going to come in. He's going to transform into a giant boombox um, and crush everyone. It looks like Indy and Roxanne are bound to face each other one-on-one at some point soon. Probably a I, deadline. I, 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 I could fucking care less, honestly. Um, then the, the main event, last woman standing, Mandy Rose retains over Alba Fire. As Mandy's laying on the announce table, Alba climbs the ladder to do whatever the fuck she was going to do, elbow, splash, whatever. And Isla Dawn sneaks up the opposite side of the ladder behind Alba. Alba turns. Isla does, I don't know, I don't know if that really qualified as missed, but she did it. And then Mandy moved out of the way just in time as Isla pushes Alba off the ladder through the announce table. 10 count happens. Mandy's up at nine. Alba's not moving. Mandy retains. Is I hate the you? finish, but we finally get Alba fire. Uh, we finally get Isla Dawn on TV. And um, your dick grew three inches. Anyways. Um, no comment. Boy. What? I've been a proponent of Isla Dawn for a long ass time. I'm just happy she finally got over on American TV. Um. All right. So going back to the announcement that uh, everybody was on pins and needles waiting for from Shawn Michaels. First off, it was a pre-tape, which I thought was weak. That was weak sauce. <laughs> Remember how I said Shawn was going to announce he's the worst booker in the in the company? Yeah, he did. They unveiled what's being called Iron Survivor matches to determine the number one contenders for both singles belts. Here's how it's going to work: five wrestlers. Booked for each match starts with two wrestlers in the ring. Another wrestler enters every five minutes, uh, which means the last wrestler that enters will be 15 minutes into a 25 minute match mm-hmm. time limit. 
The person with the most decisions by the end of the 25 minutes wins the match. And if you lose a fall, you're sent to a penalty box for 90 seconds before you can re-enter the match. And that includes disqualifications. Correct. Remind me again what the... it's All right, so obviously they're combining the idea of Iron Man match and... Um, Championship scramble and King of the Mountain. Right. Without involving... A ladder. Yay. Sure. It's terrible. And and I'll tell you why it's terrible. Not only because it's contrived and people are going to be like, what the fuck is going on? But you're having, supposedly, supposedly, I don't know whether it's legit or just storyline, Sean came up with this. So you're telling me the guy who went 60 minutes in an Ironman match with zero falls said most falls in 25 minutes. I highly doubt that. That's the people don't people don't realize that once you do that and you say X amount of falls in 25 minutes, like that just makes everyone in the match look like shit because that means anyone could get pinned in a fucking matter of a minute and a half. That's correct. That's shit like that. No. 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 <laughs> All right. Smackdown. Um, bu- 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 so Sammy asks the Brutes and Drew to reveal who their fifth guy is. They don't do it yet. Uh, Sammy actually says, well, I doesn't care who it is. Sure. Uh, Ricochet beats Ali and advances in the SmackDown World Cups to face Braun in the semis, <laughs> a.k.a. Braun's in the finals. Yep. Um, before we go any further, though. I'd like to explain something real quick. If you are a true wrestling fan, I want you to do me a favor. Go back and watch Ricochet and Ali. Now put that side by side with let's just say any Dante Martin or Rex <laughs> match. Watch and recognize the difference between AEW flippy matches and what Ricochet and Ali did. Uh huh. Then come back to me. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, uh, Uso, Sammy, and Solo backstage. Sammy and Jimmy's handshake makes Jay break character again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, Kofi Woods backstage with Kayla get interrupted by Imperium. New Day offers to find a partner to have a six-man tag later on. Uh, apparently, we're going to take Moss and Emma's relationship and put it on camera now. Fucking yep. great. Mm-hmm. Can we just get rid of Madcap? The Mad, the, can we just... Can we? Yeah. Well, there's no point in him being called Madcap anymore. Right. Like, do something with that. Um, he loses the cross again. Shock. <laughs> Uh, then we get Bray. Th- 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 this was layers, layers. <laughs> Hope TK was watching. Um, <laughs> so Bray is in the ring. He's offering an apology to LA Knight. LA Knight comes out. He's talking like he's going to accept the apology. Gets in the ring, and as it looks like he's about to accept the apology, he slaps Bray, calls him even. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um. 
Then Brace says he's fighting an urge, but extends his hand out anyways. Then LA Knight says, fuck this mess and slaps Bray again. And we go to commercial with Bray looking like he wants to murder LA Knight. With now the newest meme of the month. Yes. Uh, Usos confront Cross backstage on if he's the fifth guy on the other team. <laughs> Cross denies and says when he comes to take Roman's belt, he'll do it all alone. In the mm-hmm. meantime, Easter egg here. Did you notice what was happening in the background? There was a brain mask, right? Raw. No. Watch very closely. I know it's. I know, obviously, in the foreground you have the Usos and Cross. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. It's hard to make out. But if you look in the background, in the back of the shot, yeah, it looks like Bray is having an argument with his fucking self. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I thought he was wearing one of the masks. Easter egg. Um, where the fuck am I on this? Okay. Um, then we get the Shotzi and Shayna match. Yes, you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) For as useless as I think Rhonda is as a wrestler, she's more useless ringside. Yeah. It's not hard to pick up cues on what you're supposed to do when you're ringside. Yeah. Bitch, please. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs> Fuck. How hard is it? How hard is it? That's what she said. <laughs> no, you, you hope not to hear that, and you hope not to hear is it in yet. Um, <laughs> but fuck, I mean, God, like. It's 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 not that difficult to take cues, especially once it's once maybe twice in the course of the fucking match. It's less than you have to take when you're in a fucking ring, mm-hmm. and you're still fucking this up. God damn it! Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Oh. So let me get L.A. Knight backstage with Megan as L.A. seems to be leaving. Uh, He has the door propped open. We get, I think it was an Uncle Howdy mask appearance in the background. Yeah. Um, Obviously, L.A. doesn't see it because his back is turned. He finishes the interview, walks through the door to the darkness. Mm -hmm. We come back from commercial break and L.A. Knight is down unconscious under a pile of rubble. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, then we get the six-man tag. Imperium comes to the ring. New Day brings out Braun as their partner. Take a while, guess who wins? Give you a hint, not Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um, so Braun and New Day win. And then we get to the end of oh, the Oh, yeah. Night. Apparently everyone's bitching that Gunter ran away from Braun at one point. Y'all need to realize that even the most evil diabolical one people on the uh, people in history have known when to retreat. Yokozuna was unstoppable. Doesn't mean he wasn't afraid to fucking take her. Right. Or Kamala. If you want yeah, to- Kamala. Yeah. 
So we get to the end of the night. It's the final SmackDown World Cup quarterfinal match. Butch versus Sami Zayn. Um, Jay and Sheamus. Yeah, Jay and Sheamus are born on the outside. Distracts Zayn. Uh, Butch hits the bitter end. Scores the pinfall and advances. Yeehaw. So, so he'll take on Santos Escobar in the other semifinal of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, Roman comes out, uh, which puts him in a numbers advantage, five against four against the Brutes and Drew. And then Kevin Owens yeah. becomes, uh, comes out, saves the day. And becomes the fifth man on the team. So the men's war games matches now set. The bloodline mm-hmm. in its entirety. Roman, the Usos, Solo, and Sammy against the brawling brutes of Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. Which okay. Leads me to bring a question. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is too obvious of creative. Is this where we see something happen that fucks up Sammy with the bloodline? Oh, absolutely. Because I'm pretty sure, like, they, I'm pretty sure this was going to lead to the bloodline turning on Sammy and Sammy going babyface and going with KO. And it just it got kind of sidetracked because of how white hot Sammy is right now. But so now when they do the turn, it'll even help more. And so I'm pretty sure we're going to get Sammy and KO versus the Usos at Mania. Where they're going to slow burn it until then. Okay. Uh, Survivor Series card as of right now. Obviously the two War Games matches, um, which we already went over how those are booked. We already mentioned Finn versus AJ. Mm-hmm. The only other match booked as of right now, uh, Ronda defending the SmackDown Women's title against Shotzi. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm remembering this correctly, hold on, let me double check, make sure my math is right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, every belt in some shape, way, or form is accounted for right now on the card, except the IC and the US. Right. Um, The US, we've already discussed. Right. I idealize what will probably happen. Yeah. Um. Probably looking at. I. I. I'd lead more on Fatal Four Way. It's mm-hmm. probably just Seth, yeah. Lashley, Theory, and, and Ali. Ali, I guess. Yeah. Um. The ice. I feel like they're gonna hold off until the World Cup's done for that. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think that's. Which I would have thought they would have had the finals of the SmackDown World Cup like this weekend and had the, the this week and had them face Gunter on Saturday, but I guess not. Well, that's just because the real World Cup just started yesterday. Yeah. So they're just trying to. And everybody's to, mad. They're trying to stretch it out as much as possible. What do you mean everybody's mad? You haven't seen all the shit that's going on with the World well, Cup, dude. Well, yeah. How there's been riots and how there's no alcohol yeah, and. Because <laughs> Ecuador really wants their fucking alcohol, apparently. Yes. The point where they're doing chance at the fucking match. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're not going to discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. 
so that's that. Um, also involving Survivor Series, apparently WWE has announced, uh, as we've been recording this, there'll be a live press conference immediately following the show. Oh boy, ripping off the media scrum. It's gonna be Hunter, as well as a number of stars from the night. That's that. Um, with actual media, not 12-year-olds with fucking YouTube shows. <laughs> You're such a dick. I fucking love it. Um, just a quick question. Mm-hmm. How do we feel as a whole, sorry, I'm trying to find my my note about this real quick. Okay. Oh, so uh, you referenced something when we were talking about AEW that I'll bring up real quick. Okay. This brings us to our news and notes section. Apparently, Tony Khan had made an admission. <laughs> oh god. Um <laughs> Why would you openly admit this? And expect not to be publicly ridiculed. He said Apparently revealed that doing e-wrestling when he was younger helped him grow as a booker. <laughs> JJ, will you comment? That's a resounding no. As someone who learned to be a booker from actual people who learned how to be bookers from actual bookers who learned in the wrestling business having a fucking e-fed does not make you a booker. What I thought was even more hilarious was reading through the article about how he openly admits that the names of the shows on his e-fed were dynamite and rampage. And that's why those are the names of the TV shows. Is Andrade really leaving, or is this all bullshit again that he's putting out there? I think he's I think he's pulling in Ali where he's like trying to publicly quit to see if they'll release him. FTR has announced that they're going to be defending the AAA tag titles at their Night of Champions show December 20th against Dragon Lee and Jalistico. Gee, that only took a year and a half. Thank you. Uh, Jamie Noble. Yes. He's going to get in the ring one last time at a house show December 11th in Charleston, West Virginia, which is his backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't know the opponent yet because it's a fucking house show. They wouldn't pre-announce that. Right. Uh, your thoughts about him doing one more match? I'm cool with it. Good. Let uh, him go out on his own terms and still be an agent. That's cool. Correct. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, I forgot to tease if there was anything 
booked for NXT. Oh, Jesus, I'm an idiot. Uh, anything booked officially for NXT this week? Tell me for a second while I pull that up. Um, so I'm just going to ask a generic indie question while I pull this up. Sure. Um, how the fuck does House of Glory pull New Japan guys for their shows these days? Um, because Master P owns it, dude. Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'll shut up now. He's got um, money to burn. No. Uh, all right. So, oh, bu- bu- bu. all right. NXT this week. Uh, obviously, the Wesley Carmelo Hayes North American title sh- uh, match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Core Gina Wendy Chu will finally go one on one. Get that yeah. over with, thankfully. Uh, they're going to kick off the show with Toxic Attraction, though. Just a heads up. Uh, and Scripps makes his debut this week. Yeah, fuck Scripps. <laughs> I see that. Listen, out. if it's legit Soundwave, I'm going to pop. Not going to be Soundwave. It should be. Just have him coming in and stop <laughs> Von Wagner in a jelly. You wish. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, reports are out that WWE wants to bring WrestleMania to Nashville, but on one condition, and that's if Nashville can get their proposed roofed stadium built uh, in Nashville. Oh, that's right, because uh, because Tennessee Titans Stadium doesn't have a roof. That's right. I keep forgetting right. that. As of right now, they planned out WrestleMania 39 in L.A. for this coming April. Obviously, WrestleMania 40 has already been announced for Philadelphia, which yep. is not a roofed stadium in Philadelphia. It's not? No, it's not. Oh, no, I thought it was. So think of it like a MetLife Stadium situation when they had 29 there. Yeah. Um, that's going to be 2024. They just announced where next year's SummerSlam is going to be too. Ideally, by the way, they're hoping to have that roofed stadium made in Nashville in time for will be 2027's WrestleMania, which will be WrestleMania 43. Yeah. Uh, you said SummerSlam for next year? Yeah, Detroit. They announced it yesterday. That wherever the Lions play. Yes. Yeah. Ford Field. Ford Field, that's right. Lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. You sure they're not going back to Nashville? No, I just because I just saw it. They just announced Detroit. Oh, wait, okay. Sorry, the, it was the wording of the article that threw me off. My apologies. Okay. Um, one last thing. I'm not even sure you heard about this. Did you hear what happened at uh, the GCW show in Providence this weekend? Yes. Uh, let me set this up, and then I guess I'll let you address it. Because I didn't even see this until literally five minutes ago. Yeah, I saw it last night when it happened. So, so Chris Hamrick um, has spent like three decades in wrestling. He's had brief appearances in WCW, WWE. He was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling back in the day. Even in ECW. ECW. Um, 
he had a storied fucking uh, feud uh, years ago here in Connecticut when Assault Championship Assault Championship Wrestling first started. For like a good two year span, it was him and Dylan Cage tearing the roof down all over the place. Well, he was scheduled to be involved in a six way scramble match on Sunday, I believe this was. So yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was yesterday. With one called Manders, Dustin Waller, Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Mathers, and the eventual winner of said match, Shane Mercer. Oh, damn. Dustin Waller was in there. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Hamrick apparently was making his entrance when he got into an exchange with two fans, mm-hmm. which led to Hamrick lobbying homophobic slurs at them. He called him the F word. Uh, shortly after the match ended, GCW went to Twitter to condemn the behavior, saying, quote, during tonight's event, Chris Hamrick used language and unscripted promo that was inconsistent with our values and offensive to many in our audience. We apologize to those affected. We are donating Chris's pay and matching it with an equal donation of our own to Youth Pride Rhode Island. And at the same time, Chris Hamrick went on Twitter and apologized. Right. He offered an apology and slash explanation for his actions, saying, quote, I want to apologize to everyone for the language I used at the GCW show tonight. For years, I used this language and character and became a habit. Regardless, there is no excuse because I know these words are offensive. I should know better. Sorry to anyone I offended. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like, I've, I've, I've worked with Chris on in the past. Um, and Chris has always been a level headed guy. And I mean, I know exactly what he's talking about because Chris, Chris started in Tennessee, Kentucky, like down there. That's, you know, when you're a heel, you cheap eat, you call everyone, you know, you call guys derogatory homophobic terms back in the nineties. Like, I mean, the bushwhackers did it too. So you can't be like, whatever. Um, and I'm not condoning it. I also saw a lot of things about how apparently apparently someone me tooed him back in two, in 2020 during speaking out. But nothing ever gained traction from that because she shared she shared some screenshots where he was talking to her and she's like, you did this, this, this to me. He's like, I know I didn't. I've never done that to anyone. Um, you must have me mistaken for someone like honestly. I don't know what you're talking about. And she just kept going on and he was just like, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Just delete me, just block me because obviously I'm not getting through to you. So I don't know what to speak on in that aspect. I know that that was two years ago and Chris Hamrick has still been getting booked in the interim. And I know that no one else came forward and there was not, no, there was also no other proof that came forward about that. Now I'm not taking sides in that matter. I'm just stating what I've read. Right. Um, and like I said, like, you know, I can see where he slipped because of where he come from. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condoning it. It does suck. I hope this isn't the last note on Chris Hamrick's career because Chris, 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 Chris is a really good fucking worker. And he was always a nice guy. And like, I've seen people fly off the handle at Chris, like outside of shows and him just be cool, calm and collective and be like, huh, what? So, yeah, it sucks. I, I can I, I know he was in character because he doesn't have that kind of hate in his heart. But I just hope that, you know, this isn't the last, you know, that this isn't what he's known for at the end of it all. That would be a good hope to have. Um, so, 
we'll just see what happens going forward from there. My assumption is, my assumption would be, all sides seem sincere about this. Yeah. I don't see how this would completely end things for him, but you never know. Things are crazy these days. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on before we take off? Got a show on Friday, baby. Yes. Yes. Interspecies wrestling. Um, barracks in East Haven, correct? East Haven. Yes. Yes. Uh, this Friday night, VIP starts at seven. Main show starts at eight. Uh, you can go to interspeciesWrestling.com. Oh shit! What? What happened? I'm gonna break your heart right now. Okay. I want you to go to your Facebooks. Now, I'm not going to say anything right now. This is strictly... I know this is shitty for the people listening and watching. But I want you to open the link I just sent you. Keep it between us. Don't say anything. Oh, okay. I would have I said that if it wasn't who else we thought. Right. Either so, way, it'll be a pop. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned this weekend. Enjoy Survivor Series. Uh, enjoy if you're going to be at the ISW show, which you should. Uh, if you are, enjoy the show. I've been doing commentary um, on the VIP show. Correct. For <laughs> hot-hitting Bobby Ocean defend the DPW championship against High Voltage Omar. Yeah, And Omar will actually get paid, so he won't have to go to Instagram and bitch about it. <laughs> I got it in. Um, yeah, my potato with that belt. And uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that too. Duh. Enjoy your turkey. Your was it tryptophan? Yes, that's what's in turkey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't say another stupid word. Um, so yeah, enjoy Thanksgiving holiday, and. Uh, We'll catch you on the other side of Survivor Series. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope no stupid shit happens there. Yeah. Um, how should we end the show today? Oh, by the way, that was episode 76 of White Heat, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by our <laughs> friends at Mohawk Honda and Johnstone Supply. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, send them my way. Brian.Katie at GodzillaMedia.com. Socials, he's at JJ underscore Alexander on Twitter. I'm at Brian Katie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, do, where do I want to go with this? Oh! <laughs> JJ! Yeah. Say fuck Kenny Omega. Fuck Kenny Omega. <laughs>